Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take out that worship guide. Inside of there are some sermon notes. And, and a lot of, I know a lot of people are looking for a New Year's resolution. And, and if you don't have enough of them on your list, here's one that I'm going to challenge you to. It's one of my goals to push you a little bit further. And this year, I'm going to challenge you as part of Radiant Church to take notes. So when you, I put those sermon notes together, it takes me hours. I create good content not to impress you, even though it's very impressive. I agree but to empower you and equip you so that it helps you on Thursday and Friday. And the only way for you to remember it, they say you're four times more likely to remember it if you write it down. So how about this? You'll have four times better of a year this year than you did last year just by simply make taking notes. So we got those notes. Take them out on every location. Hold them up. Wave them at me so I can see you got them. Oh, they're ever. This is a beautiful sight. <laughs> we pay money for those notes. It's awesome. All right. We're going to give you three statements over the next three weeks. I'm going to start it out today. And, and I need your help a little bit. We're, we're in 2019, so I need a little bit of feedback. Like, I need a little bit of a, a preach it down, and I'm with you, Pastor. And, 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 and this is third service of the day. I got two more, and I need you guys to be the best one of all of them. And, and so just help me out a little bit. But I'm going to give you a statement that I want you to declare over your life, over your family, over your, your marriage, over your finances this year. And the statement's pretty simple, but it goes like this. You can write it down that this is my year. This is my year. I don't know if I've come to talk to anybody here today, but you're laying hold of the promise that this is your year this year, that this is the year the marriage is going to turn around. This is the year the finances are going to get back together. This is the year you're going to walk into your destiny. Can I hear an amen from anybody in this place? This is my year. I'm believing this. Now, a lot of people don't believe this or kind of throw this statement off because maybe you've tried it to be other years. And you've tried to make that your year years ago, and, and you, you tried to lose the weight, and you were going to lose 10 pounds, and you gained 15. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? You wanted the marriage to be better, and now you aren't even talking to each other anymore. You wanted the kid to come back to his faith, and now he's further away, it seems like, than ever before. You know, I, I truly believe that a lot of us have experienced some real frustration, and because of that, you're not believing big this year. I've had it happen to me. I looked over some of my journals. I kind of journal every year and, and make it a big point to make goals. And about 10 years ago, I looked over this journal from about 10 years ago. My goal was that I was going to be a good golfer. It was going to be my year to be golfer, uh, a golfer. Like a lot of pastors are golfers. They like to hang out and on their day off, they like to golf. So I was like, I can do this. And, and, and listen, I'm a big dude and that's a small ball. And that, that I should with, be able to, to move that ball pretty easily. And and I played a little bit in high school, but I wasn't any good then. But I was like, no, no, this is my year. I'm going to make it happen. And I, I was all pumped and all excited. And how many know, if you're not good at golf, it is not a relaxing experience. It's, it's the worst experience. I remember getting out there, and I would happy Gilmore that thing. And I'd get so stinking frustrated, and I'd hit that ball. And, 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 and the more frustrated I got, the, 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 the less the ball would move. Come on, let me know what I'm talking about. It's just driving me nuts. And I would throw the clubs and, and, and just be ups, upset. And eventually I threw in the towel. I realized that was not my year. It's not my hobby. And, and you can still take me golfing. I'm just not any good. So I'll drive the cart for you. But uh, I think many times we let that discouragement come in because of uh, failure in our past or struggles in our past. And a lot of you guys, maybe you've already tried this year. I actually got a text, this text I got 
uh, about halfway through January 1st. So we're 12 hours into the new year. It was one of our guys here in the church, and he sent me this text. I thought it was pretty funny. He goes, I messed up already. 2020 will be my year for sure. <laughs> it's going to be my year. I'm ready for it. So I think a lot of you guys are looking at life like that. But I, I want to give you two things that you can do that can guarantee your success this year. Whatever that goal is, you, you can guarantee it's gonna happen. I'm calling this the, the two options for accomplishing your resolutions in 2019. And I want you to write it down because I promise you this, money back guarantee, if you do these two things, you'll, you'll, you'll reach your potential this year. So here's, here's our first one, this one helps. This is a big deal, you can do this one and I promise you, you'll achieve it. So here's what it is. The first one is just to reduce your goals. Yeah, that's good. Like, like, eliminate them. So, so instead of eating healthy, you're just going to eat exactly the way you've always ate. Maybe even more donuts than 2019. Like, you just eliminate the goal. You, you know, you're, you're not going to run at all. You're just going to, you're, you're not going to work on anything. And a lot of people do this. I actually read an article. I'm a big um, kind of New Year's guy. And so I read an article on New Year's about how to have the happiest year of your life. And the, the whole idea of the article can be summed up in this idea. He said the best way to have the happiest year of your life is to re all, remove all expectations of what you want to do this year. And I was like, that is the worst advice you can ever give somebody. Like, remove your goals, don't do anything better, and you'll be happy. And I'm like, that's not true. It's not a good way to do it. And some of you guys are living that way. You're going, well, this year I'm just going to see how it goes, and, and you'll never hit a target you don't aim at. So that's not a good idea. And here's the other way, and I want you to write it down, and it's the one I'm going to talk to you about today, and it's simply just to change your approach. Because maybe you're not reaching that goal and you're not um, seeing that marriage uh, restored and you're not seeing that, that, that dream in your heart happen because you're just your approach is wrong. So I'm going to talk to you today about a way to change your approach that I think will, will help you reach your resolutions for 2019. And it comes in a story in the book of Matthew chapter 17. And the story is also in the book of Mark 9. So if you want to write down Mark 9 on your sermon notes, maybe this week you can read it. It's got a more extended version of what I'm going to talk about right here. But in Matthew 17, we hear a story of a guy who needed breakthrough. He, it's a new year. It's a new opportunity. And he had not experienced it in the past. And that's a lot of you guys. You've not seen your life progress the way you want it to progress. And here's how it went in Matthew 17. It says, and when they had come to the multitude, they, and the story is the disciples, so when they come to this big multitude of people, they were there. A man came to him. Now, him is capitalized right there because him is who? Jesus. Oh, you're, you're in church. The answer is always Jesus, okay? <laughs> Just want you to know that. So he came to him, and he's kneeling down before him and saying, him, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic, and he suffers severely. For often, and look what he does, he falls into the fire and often into the water. Now, I read this and laughed a little bit, and I know I shouldn't, I know it's wrong, but I thought, you know what, if you often fall into the fire, at least the best thing you could do afterwards is often fall into the water. Totally inappropriate, but you get the idea, okay? So I'm joking, I'm joking, okay. So this guy has this, this issue with his son, and he's struggling, and he often falls into the fire and often into the water, and it's, it's a struggle in his life. And I want you to think about it. I mean, if you're a parent... And here you know that you're only as happy as your most unhappy child. Like the struggle that your kids are going through, you wear that. So you have a guy who, who's sitting there and for year after year is dealing with struggle after struggle when it comes to his, his son. And, and you got to think this son, they can't take him in public. They can't, they can't have him friends. There's struggles all over because they haven't found a breakthrough in his life. And so Jesus comes into town and this man runs up to Jesus, 
Luz becomes all undignified, kneels down before him and says, Jesus, have mercy on him. He, he gets desperate before God. It's so different than how so many of us pray when we have needs in our life. It's, hey, Lord, I have an unspoken request. I will bring it to you today. Hey, God, uh, our family could be a little bit better. Maybe you can help out this year. We, we get so ashamed of our issues, and this man wasn't ashamed of, our issue, of his issues. Can I encourage you in 2019, stop being ashamed of the issues you have in your life. Many times you're trying to hide something that maybe God wants to bring to the light so he can heal it in your life. And this man was so over who caring what other people thought about. He just said, listen, I've got an issue. And let me just tell you today, you, yours might not be that issue, but you've got an issue in your life that you need to bring to Jesus this year. You've got some struggle in your life that you need to, to bring to God this year. And I want to encourage you in this year, be okay with the fact that, you know what, we're in a safe place we're at a safe church that you can bring your issues to God. I, I, I have good news for you today. Listen, this is going to be an, an awakening. Ready? You've got an issue. And, and it's not just the person sitting next to you. Even though some of you, that's all you think your issue is. You, you have issues. I have issues. I tell people all the time, if you don't think you have issues, that's your issue. I promise you. You've got a problem. So why don't we be honest with God? And this man was honest with God about it. I love that when he went to Jesus about his issue, he didn't try to figure out why his son had the issue. Think about this for a little bit. A lot of you guys spend so much of your energy trying to figure out why it happened instead of how do we fix it. Uh, I mean, the guy could have gone up to Jesus and go, Jesus, my son is, has an issue. Why is he like this? This is before modern medicine. He could have said, why is he like this? What, what's the struggle? Was it my fault? Was it my wife's fault? Was it the way we raised him? Did something happen to him when he was young? We're, he, we are so fixated in our culture on figuring out the why instead of the what to fix it. And, and I'm going to challenge you this year, and you can write it on your notes, to don't fix the blame, fix the problem. Yeah. I think so many of you guys are, are focusing on, on, well, this person hurt me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the root cause of why I feel this way. Who cares about why you feel like this? How, let's figure out who can solve the problem you're dealing with this year, and let's not fix the blame. Let's fix the problem. Can I get a better amen? amen. And, and you know what deserves a lot of the blame right now? It's, it's simply the fact that you live in a fallen and broken world. So if you spend all your energy trying to figure out why it happened to you, let me tell you why it happened. Because you have a real enemy that hates you, that you live in a broken world, and, and, and he's attacking you not because of what you've done, but because of what you're going to do. And, and because he knows your potential and your destiny, and all he's trying to do is break down those issues in your life. So, so you might have been deceived years ago thinking, well, if I give my heart to the Lord, then no problems are ever going to happen in my life. So now that there's problems happening in your life, all you're trying to do is figure out how do I, who deserves the blame for these problems? And it's a terrible way to live. Listen, it's, it's not the way God designed us to live. Listen, if somebody told you that being a Christian resolves every single one of your problems and you're not going to have an issue, that person was not a preacher, they were a salesman. It's not. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says the righteous person may have, and is a good encouraging note for you today, many troubles. Like That's not one you like write down and, and name it and claim it every single day on your fridge. It, it's it, many troubles. But, and this is a frustrating part. We live in a broken world and people get cancer that shouldn't get cancer. And people die that shouldn't die. And, and then people lose their jobs. And, and they're good 
Christian people and, and maybe you're in here today and you're going, I don't know why I have all these struggles. And the truth is that you live in a broken world where we have the struggles that are the same as the rest of the world. But hear me out. Listen, our struggles are the same, but our solution is not. It's a different solution than we have for the world. They have anxiety and stress and fear because of their struggles, but our struggles are the same, but our solution is different. We have a hope that they do not have. We have a deliverer that they do not have. We have breakthrough that they do not have. Come on, give God a little bit of praise for the fact that we have a solution to our issues. Here, here's what the, the, the verse says. It says the righteous person may have many troubles. If it, there's that word, shout out loud, what? But, I love that in the scripture. I'm telling you, it means everything else doesn't even matter. You might have struggles, but listen what God does. The Lord delivers us from some of them that you go through. A little bit of them. Come on, how many does he deliver us from, church? All of them. Come on, I don't know about you. I'm thankful that I have a deliverer that no matter what I go through, 2019 is not going to be determined on the fact that if I have struggles or not. It's that despite my struggles, I have a solution that the world does not have. And his name is Jesus, and he deserves our praise. Come on, give it to him today, church. We have a solution. So here's what it, the guy runs to Jesus, and the Bible says, So I brought him to your disciples. This is the man complaining. But they couldn't cure him. I went to a person, I, and I, I went into that treatment program. I did that small group. I, I met with that person. I, I met with that pastor. It didn't resolve it. So many times we get offended because we think that people should solve a problem for us that only God can resolve. Right. Yes. You, you're walking into 2019, and you're angry at everybody because nobody else fixed your issues that you were supposed to give to God this last year. Wow. So, so, so here's what I'm realizing with my life is I have to remove the expectations off of the other people to be God in my life. Listen, your husband, you, you might think they're perfect, and the only reason you think they're perfect is you've only been married for a month. <laughs> but eventually, you're going to have a wake-up call to realize that person's not God, nor are they supposed to be. And, and because of that, you've got to remove that expectation or you'll always live offended with them. I actually had a guy write me uh, uh, maybe a year or two ago, and I was his daughter's youth pastor. This is like 10 years ago. And he wrote me and said, hey, since you were his, her youth pastor, I want you to know that she's, uh, she, the last few years she's gone off the, the, the rock. She's gone crazy and she's in these terrible lifestyles and she's away from God. And, and I want you to know, and he wrote this whole thing about what she's doing. And he wrote the last few sentences. And I want you to know it's all your fault. And, and he goes, you should have been a better youth pastor. And I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, I had her for an hour. You had her the rest of the week. I don't know whose blame this goes to. But that was a moment that I was like, I got my fingers ready. You know how you do it? You're like, I'm going to type this thing. And you know, when you type that, you got like veins popping up. You're like, and then you this. And, and I was ready to go. I was ready to tear them apart. But I didn't send it because I have a good wife that corrects me at that time. And I didn't send it. Why? Because I, he thought I should have been God for his, for his daughter. And so many of us are struggling because other people have let you down. Let me encourage you. Listen, you will always be offended at man if you think they are as powerful as God. Wow. So you're always going to be frustrated at your spouse or frustrated at the church if you think, I'm not God. So I'm going to let you down. But also the flip side of this is true. And here's a nugget you need to walk away with today. Because you're always going to overlook God if you think he's as puny as man. Wow. How many of you guys are sitting there and you're, you're, you're overlooking God thinking, well, he can't do anything because my spouse or can or my dad couldn't. Let me tell you, God can handle your issues. Yeah, right. 
And don't be offended because man couldn't, because God can. So the story goes that it says, And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? And bring him here to me. If you want to underline in your Bible, that's what you should underline. That's your New Year's resolution right here. You're ready for your new approach in 2019? Bring it to Jesus. Yeah. And, and you got to struggle. He, he went to everybody else and said to Jesus, bring your issue to Jesus. I'm telling you, that's where your solution is going to be found. When you get it to Jesus, when you get that relationship to Jesus, when you get those finances to Jesus, something happens in your life. I, I tell you, uh, there's a bunch of debate out there about what, who's, who is spiritually mature versus who's not spiritually mature. Do they know more scriptures? Can they quote more sermons? Can they, can they uh, lead more groups? Do they serve more? None of that's true on determining spiritual maturity. Here's what I've learned in my life that determines spiritual maturity. Ready? It's spiritual maturity is simply going to God quicker than you would have before. So instead of you, you, would have, you, you had an issue and a couple years ago it would have taken you a day or two to get over it. Now it takes you a few minutes. You're like, all right, God, I'm getting more mature in my faith. I just, it comes right to me. I throw it right back to you. I'll tell you, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm dealing with this often. Actually, Christmas Eve, I left here. And if you were here at Christmas Eve, I'm sorry. It was a terrible experience for everybody. We had 500 plus people in overflow. And, and we had people like uh, in dream teamers and people in our church. They all said they, they left because there was no space. It was crazy. We had people watching upstairs on TVs. We didn't expect it at all, and, and I was really disappointed with myself. I was disappointed with the whole experience. It was a rough situation. I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's, it was good. No, it wasn't. Anyway, I mean, so, so I leave those things. I'm telling you, a year or two ago, I would have been, I would have dealt with this for hours and hours, days and days. I would have beat myself up. I would have been talking to our team that whole night, and so I laid down in bed Christmas Eve night, and I was tossing and turning for a good hour, hour and a half thinking, what could we have done different? Why didn't we rent out another space? Why didn't we add more services? Man, all those people, and I'm sitting there frustrated thinking about lost people who were giving God another shot, and they showed up, and we didn't have a stinking spot for them. And I'm, I'm so frustrated. And finally, I had this epiphany about an hour and a half into this where I go, this is not my church. This is God's church. This is not my problem. This is God's problem. I, I didn't start this thing. God started this thing. So I looked at him. I said, God, you're going to have to do Christmas Eve a little bit better next year. You're going to have to do it a little bit better. you got to figure out a better solution for us, God. So I said, I'm going to submit it to you. And I rolled over and had a good night's sleep. I slept like a baby until my kids woke me up for Christmas Day. Come on, how many know what that's like? And, and you know what? The next morning I woke up and I was like, I didn't ruin my Christmas Eve now. I didn't ruin Christmas Day. I gave myself a little pat on the back for, you know what, that only lasted an hour and a half. It would have lasted two days a couple years ago. I'm getting better. I'm getting more mature. When those problems come to me, I'm going to throw them right on God because he can handle them way more than I can. And he can do it in my life. He can do it in your life too. Come on, give him a little bit of praise today. Amen. So that's why we have a pray first culture. We put these bracelets out and you see them all over town and you're going to all get one on your way out today. They're actually really cool kind of different bracelets than we've ever done before, but we have the old ones too, in case you like that. I know we get set in our ways, so you can take those too, but I want everybody to take one, and you wear them, and, and let me tell you, th there's people that, uh, your driving record is better because of our Pray First bracelet. We're all thankful that you wear it. Uh, your marriage is better because you because it just reminds you, before I get frustrated, I'm going to do what? Pray. I'm going to pray first. Before, before I go into that job interview, I'm going to pray. pray first. I, before, I, before I say yes to that date, I'm going to before you post something stupid on Facebook, to God be the glory, you're going to do what? 
You're going to pray first. We're all going to get better because of that. Get one on your way out today. Give God your issues this year. That's the approach I want you to take. The scriptures say that as Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Isn't that interesting? For years, one interaction with Jesus changed everything and it can happen in your life. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we do that? In other words, why aren't we having a breakthrough? They're having the same issue the father had. We, we, we tried. Our intention was good. We wanted to do better. We didn't have breakthrough. And Jesus said to him, and he said, because of your unbelief, for surely I said to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you're going to say to this mountain, move from here to there. It sounds like our mission statement right there. And it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, listen, your, your intentions, it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that you didn't work hard enough. It's just you didn't approach it right. And look what he says. However, this kind does not go out except through a different approach. The approach is different through prayer and fasting. Here's, here's what I want you to get. Here's your nugget of truth before you leave today. A lot of you guys, you're not victorious in your life, not because you're not working hard and your intentions aren't good. You're not victorious because you don't realize this key statement right here, that your struggle is spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. It's spiritual. Listen, if you deal with the spiritual issue, you're going to realize that that spiritual issue, when you deal with it, will affect all the rest of your life. There's a spiritual issue. Your relationship's not healthy. There's a spiritual issue in your finances. There's a spiritual issue on why you're not getting promoted. There's a spiritual issue. Ephesians tells us it this way, that your struggle is not against flesh and blood. So it's not that you just need to try harder. It's not against the rulers of all kinds of authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms. It, your, your struggle is spiritual. So my approach to you this year is instead of tackling your problems that are physical, attack them spiritually. So let me show you in the last few minutes we have together of giving you a spiritual growth challenge for this year. This is what I want you to do. And as your pastor, I promise you this. If you take these next few weeks and you start your year off by attacking your spiritual issues, you're going to watch your life go to the next level. The first one is this. Write it down in your notes. That I want you to start your year, starting today, with 21 days of prayer and fasting. You might not have ever done this before in your life, but I want you to start right now. And what you do is we started today, our whole staff started today, our dream team started today. I want you to start right now. And I want you to pray. And prayer does this. Prayer connects you to, to God. And here's what fasting does. Fasting disconnects you from the world. That's the best description you can get of the two. So fasting connects you to God. I mean, fasting disconnects you from the world while prayer connects you to God. So when you do the two simultaneously, you get breakthrough that you would have never got before. So, so there's something you can disconnect. Maybe it's from Netflix or from social media. Food is a big one because we're so addicted to it. So all throughout the scripture, when people fasted, they would fast food because they didn't have um, social media or anything else to fast back then. And, and what would they do? They would remove a meal or remove certain kinds of food. And that, that hunger, it's not to punish you. It's to promote you. It's to help you get, become all that God's called you to be. So I want you to find something. If you don't know how to fast, we've got a book that you're going to get on your way out today. It's going to help you develop a culture over the next 21 days because 21 days will create a habit in your life of prayer and fasting. And here's what you can do. You can join us online. We're on Facebook and we're on um, YouTube at 7 a.m. every day this whole week. And, and why? Because we want you to pray together. 
It's about 10 to 15 minute long um, sessions we're going to do. We're going to have a devotion for you. We're going to pray together. I'll be on there tomorrow morning. I want to see you on there. And then Saturday, we're going to come at 9 a.m. Team conference will start at 10. 9 a.m., we're going to come here and pack this place out and believe God for miracles in your life. Start it different than you did last year and watch how God will come through for you. Number two is simply I want you to commit to the systems within Radiant Church. We've got some systems to attack the spiritual issues in your life. And we've developed them, not because we want you to do a program, but because we really want you to go to the next level this year. So here's the systems. If you're unfamiliar with them, let me give them to you right now. And you go, well, this is boring. Let me tell you, this could save your life if you jump into this. Here's the first one is we have a program called Next Steps. And you can start that today. Right after this service, every location, you can start that. And what it'll do is it'll help you tackle your issues spiritually by getting you connected at a local church. The second one is baptisms. We need you to go public with your faith. We, let me tell you, there's, you go, well, I did it when I was four. And I'm like, listen, those people that you partied with and, and did all that crazy lifestyle with uh, weren't around when you were four, but they were when you were 24. And they need to see you on that stage now at 27 and see you make that decision to go, you know what? I might have gone crazy for a while, but I've got, I'm going to have a fresh start, and I'm going to live the rest of my life for Jesus. Come on. There's something about when you go public with your faith. It changes your life. You can get baptized. The next one's January 27th. Here's the third one is that we have a dream team, and we want you to be part of it. So don't just sign up randomly to serve. Just come this weekend. And you go, well, I, I'm not on a team already. It doesn't matter. Just come. And let's pack this place out. And if you, and we're going to be here Friday. We're going to be here all day Saturday until 2. We have food. We have child care. Actually, if you don't come for you, come for your kids. We actually fly in. Pastor Helen, our kids pastor, um, has this connection in Texas. And, and this is a, a children's evangelist that will be on a whole experience just for your kids on Friday night and all day Saturday. It's this amazing experience. He's got all these viral videos of doing all this children's ministry. It's going to be an unbelievable experience just for your kids. So, so be here. It's going to be amazing. And let's get you connected with our team. The, third, the fourth one is our Sunday services. Be part of one. Serve in one of them. And then sit in one service. And take some notes. And, and write some things down in your, on your phone and go, I'm going to do something different. Listen, if you make it all the way here. You drove and you fought the traffic and at every location and you checked your kids in. Go the next 5% and write some stuff down that you're going to do different when you leave this place every single Sunday. And I'm telling you, you buy into the system, it'll work for your life. Here's the, the last one is our groups. Is that we have groups that meet all over our city and we need hundreds of leaders to sign up this year to lead a group. You've got something to offer. And when you buy into this and you get a part of this system, and it's not enough just to come to the big group. You need to be in a small group where you can get vulnerable and real with some people so that you can grow spiritually. Can I hear a good amen today? All right, last one, and we'll close out with this, is simply this, is I want you to develop a personal routine with God. Develop a personal routine with God. I said this earlier, and I want you to write it down. And it's not in your notes, but here's, here's the phrase. Ready? You are the result of your routine. I'll say it this way. You're, you're, you're a product of your pattern. Wow. So, so you're exactly where your routine was supposed to bring you. So you're as unhealthy as your routine is, and you're as healthy as your routine is. So you need a routine to win the war spiritually where you spend time with God every single day. And I want to challenge you with this. Make an appointment with God, put it on your calendar, and do it every single day. I, I, I do this as part of my day. The very first thing this morning when I woke up, I, I, it's easy to jump on Facebook. It's easy to check emails. It's easy to check the news. Can I encourage you? Spend time with God the first part of your day. You go, well, I've never done that before. Watch what happens when you win this war spiritually first. Everything else changes. 
And I want you to do something, because we're very practical. So a lot of you guys, well, I don't know what to read. Great. You can take out your smartphones right now. We had hundreds of people already download this today. People came up and told me that they needed help with it. We'll help you after the service. I want you to download what's called the YouVersion Bible app. And I want you to go online and do this free. And, and it'll help you get on a program. And, and uh, this is what I do to read through the Bible every single year. And maybe yours doesn't read through the Bible, but you're going to find a program. And what's great about this is you can actually get your friends and you can add other friends on there. And y'all can keep track of each other. So you can text them in the middle of the day and go, hey, I see that you didn't complete your reading program today. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. well, I, I was busy. They're like, no, 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 you commented on some statuses on Facebook. We saw that. So you had time to do that, but you didn't spend time with God. Let's get our priorities in line and let's, let's see God first and watch what happens in your life. And watch what happens when you just take that time with God. I'll tell you this. This is my life. Because Aaron Burke is not a great husband, a great dad. I'm not a great communicator or a great pastor. If I don't win this thing spiritually first, you guys do not want to be around me when I'm fleshly Aaron Burke. And I'm telling you, some of you guys, your biggest issue, it's, it's, it's not your communication problem. It's not your spending problem. It's, it's a spiritual problem. And this year, let's tackle it spiritually because I believe with all of my heart that this will be your best year yet if it is your best year spiritually. Come on, you can do better than that, church. Do you believe it today? I'm telling you, your life is going to go to the next level. Your marriage is going to go to the next level. Your finances are going to go to the next level. Not because you try harder, but because we give it to Jesus and we win this war spiritually with Him first. And when he, we give it to Him first, He takes care of the rest. Give Him a little bit of praise today. Amen. So we're going to start this year off right with every eye closed, every head bowed. There's people in every service who have not made a decision to even start their personal walk with God. And you can start it today. You can win this thing spiritually by giving Jesus your life. And you go, well, Aaron, I don't understand it all, but I know you, I've got sin and I'm separated from God. I know that. I want you to know Jesus came and he died on the cross for your sins and for mine. And he did it so that you can have life and have it to the full. He wants to forgive you. He wants to come into your life. He wants to transform you. Today is a day for a fresh start with God. He brought you here to change your life. And this is the moment. On the count of three, if that's you and you go, Aaron, I want to give Jesus my life. I want to start this year off right. And I want to surrender my heart to him. And if that's you today, you haven't done this before. Maybe you did it years ago. And you're ready to recommit your life today. This is your moment on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Throw that hand up all over this place. Come on, all over this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. They dozens of hands all over this place. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All the way in the back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just wave it and put it right back down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, so many people. St. Pete, thank you. God sees that hand. All of heaven's rejoicing because they've been waiting for you to get to this one place so that we can deal with a root issue that we're spiritually disconnected from God. Just pray this prayer. Say, God, I give you my life. I don't want to stay disconnected from you any longer. Today, I surrender my past, I surrender my present, and I surrender my future. Tell him this, say, Jesus, be my Lord and be my Savior. I'm going to follow you through the good times and the bad times for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, can we rejoice with the dozens of people? Come on, all of heaven's rejoicing. Let's do better than that, Radiant. Here's what we want you to do. I want to help you. Right now, you can take an easy next step to, to go along on this journey. It's just the beginning. The easy next step is you got those connection cards. And you've already checked on a guest, or maybe you've wrote prayer needs on that. I want everybody, man, write prayer needs on those cards. We're going to collect them in just a second. 
And those prayer requests, we pray them out loud every 21 days for this time. We're going to believe God for your miracles. But if you just made that commitment, I want you to check on there. I committed my life to Christ, and we're going to send you some resources to help you. It's not the end. It's just the beginning of what God wants to do in your life. One more time, let's celebrate with those that just made that decision. Amen. And we're going to start this year off right by worshiping God with our generosity. And you can give here in the service. And I'm telling you what giving does is giving positions our life. To, to start the, when the, spiritually, because giving is a spiritual thing. It's not just about your money, it's about your heart. So when you honor God with your tithe, I want you to know it, it does something in the spiritual that changes things. I don't know, I can't understand it. Doesn't mean you don't have problems, but it does mean that every problem you have, He's gonna turn it around for the good. And I wanna pray over your finances this year. Maybe your New Year's resolution is that you're gonna start this year off by giving God your first, by honoring God with your tithing. I'm telling you, he'll come through for you. We have a tithing challenge online. If you wanna take that, we'll send you some resources too to help you. But I wanna pray for your finances. You give here in the service or online through text giving, no matter the method, it's the motive of your heart to put God first. So let me pray for you. Lord, bless this church. They're the most faithful church in the world. You're doing amazing things. Last year alone, over 2,000 people gave their life to Christ through their generosity. The world is being reached because of this church. And I pray that you would bless them in their finances, bless them in their families, in every area of their life. We say it's going to be blessed this year. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com. 